Last week, the Columbus crew held on to beat Los Angeles FC 2-1 in the MLS Cup. It's the third time the crew have won America's top football prize, having also won in 2008 and 2020. So this is the first of two episodes where we take a deep dive into the world of Major League Soccer. 先週メジャーリーグサッカーの王者を決める MLS カップが行われコロンバスクルーが2対1でロサンゼルス FC を下し3度目のタイトルを獲得しました今回はメジャーリーグサッカーを掘り下げるエピソードを前編後編にて紹介していきますというわけで今週は MLS についてです日本に住んでいると MLS の情報はかなり限られているなっていう印象なんですけどもまあ、そんな中でもこのポッドキャストでもね以前にメールいただいておりかなりアメリカのサッカー盛り上がってきてるなという感じです個人的にもとても興味があって一度行ってみたい体,体感してみたいリーグの一つって僕は個人的に思ってますだけど、まあ、いつもやっぱりヨーロッパにこう自分が目がいってるから僕自身も知らないことが多いので今回はトミーの知識と経験に頼る部分がかなり大きいかなと思うんだけど Tommy, you've been to MLS games before, haven't you? That's right, yes, I have. As I've mentioned on this podcast before, I used to live in Toronto, in Canada.、Mm. Uh, I had a season ticket for Toronto FC's first season.、Oh. So I've been to maybe 40 or 50 MLS games.、Mm. Which game did you go to watch? Toronto? And- yeah, I went to、so、a lot of games in Toronto, like a lot of Toronto's home games. I went to Chicago to see Toronto play once.、Mm. We drove、mm. on a bus for about 12 hours to go to Chicago. Yeah, I saw them play a lot of teams, including in the, the North American Champions League as well. I saw them play a couple of Mexican teams, which were fun. Right. What th- made them unique, if you say that? Yeah,、uh, America, as we'll talk about, has a very different style of sport, and、mm. that also goes to soccer. So there's a lot of unique things. I think. The way that the fans support is very unique.、Mm. Even these days, it's more like European football, I think, or even South American football. There's obviously a big South American influence, but we'll talk about some of the weird things they had with rules and stadiums that made it very unique in the past. So, MLS の歴史について喋るんだけど、そのユニークについても喋ってみようと思います。で僕自身が、まあ、普段から知っている MLS の情報としてはまず初めはやっぱりメッシーが入ってスター選手が今どんどん加入してるってことで、まあ、インテル・マイアミがこの番組でも喋ってきてるようにベッカムがオーナーになっていて、まあ、メッシーが加入してからの映像はかなり XTwitter でも流れてくるかなっていうふうに思いますで2つ目としては、まあ、日本人選手もいるのでその情報は日本語でも情報入ってきて吉田麻也 LA ギャラクシー高岡洋平えー、バンクーバーのホワイトキャップスで久保優也シンシナシティですねで僕自身個人的に来年以降行ってみたいなと思っている都市は LA に行きたいです、うんまあ、日本で LA といえばドジャースに移籍が決まった大谷で<笑>やっぱねスーパースターの姿は見たいなって思いますよね、うんうん yeah. cool. うん、あとは2026年ワールドカップも控えててその後にオリンピックも2028に LA でやるんで、まあ、それも個人的にはこう街がどう変わっていくのかなっていうのはとても興味があるかなっていう感じです。でなんかこうすごい興味があるのは LAFC とか
その新しいクラブが MLS の中にどんどん入ってきて今日もしゃべるんだけどそのクラブが取り組んでいるなんかこうやってることっていうのは、まあ、日本でも参考になることは多いんじゃないかなっていうふうには思うのでそういう意味でも非常に興味があります。というわけで2回にわたって MLS 情報をしゃべってみようと思います。1回目はですねこれまでの歴史これまでの歩みについてしゃべっていきます。ボキャブラリーいってみましょう。The first word this week is Americanize. To become or make something typical of the US or US culture. For example, in the beginning, the MLS was a very Americanized version of football. Americanize. America, Tikinisur, America, Funinardes. Ishok Junado, Bunkamen de America no Eko, Kanari Uketer, Kuniwa, Oina, Tifunia, Omoimas. De Nihon mo, ma, sports, Ongak, Fashion, Ega, ma, Gohan, Nistemo, Kanari, Ironna Moroga, America, Tikinamono, Haitir, Natifuna, Insho, Nandeskedo. メキシコにね僕34ヶ月ぐらいねこう住んでた時あってその時はもうかなり感じましたねめちゃめちゃアメリカじゃんみたいな、うん yeah. たくさん言いましたねアメリカの人でも今回はこのアメリカのアメリカのアメリカのアメリカのアメリカのアメリカのアメリカのアメリカアメリカのアメリカのアメリカのアメリカのアメリカのアメ Or soccer, as they would call it.、Uh, so that's what Americanized means.、Uh, the I's suffix, I S E,、uh, is used to make nouns into verbs, which shows the action of making or changing something. A little bit confusing, but some other examples are modernize, specialize, organize, criticize. The second word is expansion, to increase in size, number, or importance. For example, teams added to the MLS are called expansion teams. Expansion team. 拡大チームっていう意味なんですけどリーグが拡大していくときに新規参入のクラブがこう呼ばれますエクスパンションチームこれサッカーだけじゃないよね他の言い方でも言うよね他のチームスポーツのうんうん、mm, Yeah that's right Yeah you can use that Hockey Yeah all sports use it うんうんなのでまあ今 MLS チームが拡大しているのでさら新たに入ってくる新規参入クラブはエクスパンションチームズと呼ばれています And the third word is unique, as you asked me in the introduction,、uh, being the only existing one of its type or more generally unusual or special in some way. For example, the early days of the MLS included some very unique rules. Mm. とっても日本語でも言うかな Unique. 独特な、うん、ルールがあります I asked my wife if you said unique and she said yes, but it kind of means,、um, what did she say? Like strange or different? ああそうだよね。ご飯食べて、これちょっとユニークだねとか言ったら、yeah. ポ,ポジティブじゃないと思う。<笑> yes. But in,、うん、in English, unique can mean just one of its kind. So it's a unique thing. There's nothing else like it, basically. これね、もう一個始める前に、サッカーって多分言えないと思うなって感じ、今日、毎回。<笑> Definitely. Yes. We, we should say soccer. As the name of the league says, Major League Soccer, that's what they call it. They don't really call it football. And if they call it football, I find this really strange. They often spell it in a Spanish way F U T B O L. Hi, hi, hi. Spain go on F U T. Yeah. I think that kind of feels more cool to them. So that's,、uh, that's, uh, uh. that's what they do.、Um, but let's get into it because there's a lot of information we need to get through today on the history of the MLS.、Um, so let's get started. Major League Soccer first began in 1988 when the United States committed to create a Division I professional football league 
as part of their bid to host the 1994 FIFA World Cup. As we know, that bid was successful and America hosted that World Cup. So in 1995, Major League Soccer was created and the first season took place in 1996. So America started bidding for the World Cup in 1988 and FIFA's rules, they needed a new professional league for them. And so over that six years, they planned and then they had the World Cup. And then in 1995, Major League Soccer was created and the year, a year later it started. Before we go on about the MLS too much, though, it is worth mentioning that football existed in America before this. They had the North American Soccer League, uh, but today we're specifically focusing on MLS, so we'll only talk about things that have happened since 1993. Mm. America has a lot of history, players like Pele and things like that before the MLS, but there's just too much information, so we're starting with MLS. Yeah. なので94年のワールドカップ招致するために、まあ、88年ぐらいからメジャーリーグサッカーを始めようっていうのが議論起きてて、まあ、始まったのは95年にやりたかったけど6年にスタートしましたと。でそれまでもリーグ戦はあって北米サッカーリーグノースアメリカンサッカーリーグっていうのが存在してました1967年から84年まで。まあ、僕もね、これ昨日映像見たんですけどね、かなり盛り上がってましたね。ペレがニューヨークコスモス、あとベッケンバーバーもニューヨークコスモスにいて、ヨハン・クラフも来てたのね、ロサンゼルス・アズテックス、ジョージ・ベストもそこでプレーしてます。けどなんかね、うまくいかなかった理由は、ニューヨークコスモスが強すぎて、お金も人気も一極集中しちゃってたから、リーグ自体が盛り上がらなずに、だんだんしぼんでって、まあ、84年にはリーグ戦が終わっちゃっていたということです。Uh, to start with, the MLS only had 10 teams in the first season. Those teams were Col- Colorado Rapids, Columbus Crew, DC United, Dallas Burn, Kansas City Wiz, LA Galaxy, New England Revolution, New York, New Jersey Metro Stars, San Jose Clash, and Tampa Bay Mutiny.、Uh, one thing that you'll notice there is they all have very strange nicknames,、mm. and that is a very American thing. <laughs> so that's Americanized football. To call a team Dallas Burn or LA Galaxy.、Oh, okay. It's very American.、Uh, as of the 2023 season, so this season just finished, there are 29 teams. 26 of those are in the United States of America and three in Canada. ててててててね yeah, San Diego,、uh, the next expansion team to be joining. But the league faced difficulties early on. It wasn't a success straight away. Attendances were very small and they were made to look worse because many teams played in really large American football stadiums. So, for example, there was a 60,000 seat stadium, but only 10,000 people at the game. Even though 10,000 is not a bad crowd, it makes it look bad because the stadium is so huge. うん、これは日本のね J2 によくありますねスタジアムが大きすぎてお客さん結構入ってるんだけどやっぱり見た目が悪いっていうか入ってないように見えてしまうっていうのは、まあ、かなり印象が悪いのでこれ最近のねスタジアムを後ほどもまたこれを喋るんだけど
メジャーリーグサッカーは2万人ぐらいのスタジアムを新規参入のクラブは作っててでかなりスタジアムは埋まってるっていう印象があるのでそれもまあ,まあ僕が最近感じてる人気あるなっていうのはスタジアムが埋まってるように見えるっていうのは非常に上手だなって感じますね。America also has obviously a lot of sports American football, baseball, basketball, hockey, lacrosse. They've got college sports, college American football. There's just a lot. So it's a very competitive market.、Uh, and to many Americans, football is a foreign sport. It's not an American sport. So that's where they make attempts to make it more American、uh, by changing some rules. So, for example, in the early days, there were no draws. Every match had to have a winner and a loser. And this meant that even regular season games would have shootouts at the end. But these weren't just normal shootouts, they had to make them even more American. And <laughs> the ball was actually placed 35 yards away from the goal, and the player had five seconds to dribble with the ball and beat the goalkeeper. So, not just one shot, they're actually dribbling, and it's like an attacking phase, but they got five seconds to score a goal. To be honest, this is probably the most fun part of American soccer. And、uh, probably better than regular penalty shootouts, I think. It's quite fun to watch. 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 It's quite fun to w あの実際にドリブルしてファールしたら PK 蹴ってたらしいのでそれもめっちゃおもろかったね、yeah. そこは PK なんだ<笑> very strange かなりまあ面白い、うん、ユニークな、ねうん、これはねユニーク yes those so there's two unique things there first is they can't have draws there's always a winner and always a loser and that they use a weird way of doing a shootout for deciding a match はいはい、はい uh, another difference was that the clock counted down so we know football It is from zero to 45 and then 45 to 90 minutes.、Mm. In Japan, it's slightly different. You have zero to 45 and then you do again zero to 45. But、mm-hmm. everywhere else in the world, it's zero to 45 and then 45 to 90、uh, with stoppage time added on. And then the game only finishes when the referee blows the whistle. In the early days of the MLS, the clock actually went from 45 to zero, it counted down.、Mm. And the clock was stopped. For dead ball situations. So, we've kind of spoken about this as a potential fix for some problems recently.、Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what American did.、Uh, the referee was still in control of when the clock was stopped, but there was basically no stoppage time. And when the clock hit zero, no matter where the ball was, the game finished,、mm-hmm. which is again very, very different to the football that we know. Well, basketball, yes,、ね、probably a good.、Uh-huh. Yep, that's right. まあ、サッカー選手があのわざと倒れて時間稼ぎをするっていうのは、まあ、こうしたら少なくなるだろうなっていうふうには思うし。うん。So we say these are strange rules,、うん、but actually maybe the Americans were onto something. Maybe they were doing it a better way originally. なんかやっぱりこうさ、いろいろ自分たちで決めてさ、パッて始めるのはやっぱり自由だなって思うし、フリーダムな国だなって。However, these rules weren't popular with traditional football fans, and they also didn't bring in many new fans. It's not like Americans who previously watched basketball thought, oh, this soccer looks good too, I'm going to watch it. So basically, they made traditional fans unhappy, 
but they didn't bring in any new fans. So that's why the league struggled. And eventually these different rules were removed in うん、うん。なので、アメリカでまあサッカーがなかなか受け入れられなかったっていうのはね。まあこれは事実としてあって、そのあたりね、テッドラッソを覚えてるあのプレスカンファレンスの初めの方のインタビューで引き分けについて多
the MLS just couldn't keep up with them in terms of popularity and then that means there's no money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, in 2002, things started to turn around. That's when, for the first time in a long time, United States did very well at the World Cup. They beat Portugal and Mexico and made it to the quarterfinals. Mm. As I said before, the strange rules were removed in 2003. And then in 2004, a hugely talented and exciting Freddie Adu uh, made his MLS debut and he was only 14 years of age. So this is the period where it starts to, to move and get more popular. はい、はい、覚えてますね。エド。昨日調べたらね、僕より年下だのびっくりしましたね。え、とそうだ、年下だったと思って。いや、そうだ。まあ、アメリカ代表ガーナ出身でポジションはフォワード、14歳10ヶ
通称ベッカムルールによって、まあ、このスター選手を獲得できるっていうのができましたでアメリカはさらに上限給料に上限を設けてたのでその例外選手を作って決められた数だけ獲得できるっていうルールを作って、まあ、これによってスーパースター選手たちが加入できるようになりましたとこれは結構アメリカの中でも大きなものニュースですよねこれはね出来事うん Yes, it was very big news. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, but Beckham wasn't the only big addition to the MLS in 2007. That year, the first Canadian team joined Toronto FC. So, the same time, basically, Toronto FC joined yeah, in early 2007. And this was also really, really big for the league. Toronto is a very multicultural city.、Mm. And there's lots of Europeans、uh, who love football. And immediately, season tickets sold out. Uh, and then there were thousands of people on the waiting list. I bought a season ticket, but I couldn't buy it from the club directly. I had to buy it from someone else who was selling it on a website. I saw. Yeah. They sold out straight away. It was so popular. And Toronto fans also introduced more European style of support. It was the first time in MLS that there'd really been an active singing section, like Golura kind of style、mm-hmm. singing. Most American teams, in fact, I don't remember any American team having that before. And then Toronto brought this in and just raised the atmosphere around the whole league. Like, I remember it very well. Toronto were a huge part of the success of MLS.、Mm. Suddenly, every other team were under pressure for their fans to create the same atmosphere. I remember it very well. That's in、uh, Portland, right? Yes. So, my favorite memory of Toronto FC is、uh, the second game at home ever. The first game they lost 1 0, they didn't score a goal. The second game, every, every game in America, they give away things like bobbleheads and towels and strange things. This game was seat cushion day. So, you have like a round, sort of soft thing to put on your seat, and it makes it more comfortable to sit and watch the game. Toronto FC scored their first ever goal in the 24th minute of that game. And then everyone started to throw their seat cushion like a frisbee. <laughs> so they frisbee, and there's literally 20,000 seat cushions on the pitch. The game was delayed for about 10 minutes whilst they cleaned up these seat cushions. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen in a match. Yeah, you go and look it on YouTube. It's a very famous thing in MLS history. It's very famous thing in MLS history. あのよくさ相撲とかで強い人が弱い人に負けるとお客さんがこう座布団みんなで投げるんだけどあれだよね。Similar, yeah, although this was in celebration. Yeah, it was crazy. The game was delayed because of that. Toronto are raising the game for the fans and the atmosphere is getting better. So if the atmosphere is better, more people want to go. And then David Beckham's arrival also raised the, other, the bar for other teams to get big players. So over the next few years, we see people like Juan Pablo Angel. Freddie Lungberg, Thierry Henry, players like this join the MLS, which raises the quality of the football as well. So now you have good atmosphere, you have good quality football, which is the recipe for success. Beckham, I think, is a very important thing to do. I think it's a very important thing to do. I think it's a very important thing to do. I think it's a very important thing to do. I think it's a very important thing to do. 子供を育ててあげようとか、まあ、そういうことも考えると思うから、まあ、遺跡の選択肢としてはかなり大きいかなと思いますね。うん、yeah, I mean, America's got great money, great lifestyle, 
if you're a big name famous player then like Beckham you're suddenly in Hollywood hanging out with movie stars at parties and mm. things like that or in New York City I mean imagine living as a footballer in New York City that's amazing ね、けどさあのビクトリアのインタビューでも覚えてるのはこう結構初めてリラックスした状態で生活ができるこの何年間っていう話も覚えてるんで、yes. やっぱりこうサッカー選手ヨーロッパでかなりこうプレッシャーにさらされてきつい中やってきたけどアメリカで初めて、まあ、サッカー選手をやりながら平穏な暮らしができるっていうのは、まあ、一つの選択肢としては非常に、ね、よくできてるなと思いますね。Yeah, I mean, as Victoria Beckham said, the English, just having English was a huge thing.、うん I think also for Spanish speaking players as well to go to somewhere like Los Angeles would be very good because Spanish is spoken really quite widely in, in、uh, California. Messi もそれ絶対あるよね。マイアミはさ、やっぱりサウスアメリカ、南米に帰りやすいし、自分の家も近いから、yep. そっちを選んだっていうのもかなり大きいなって思いますね。Yeah, I, I think we probably forget America is also very multicultural as a country、mm. as well. The middle is maybe not so much, but definitely the, the coasts. Definitely multicultural. So it's a good place, I think, for footballers for sure. 今回のね、MLS カップの決勝の後のインタビューでも、スペイン語でずっと喋ってたから、それも結構感じまってあスペイン語じゃん全部と思って。それ I think they have,、うん、at least for the Los Angeles teams, I think they have Spanish commentary, maybe even for every game. ね、あるよね、それもね。Yeah, Spanish is a big part of, of America football for sure. From 2008, the league is basically growing and not stopping. It's just constant growth. Um, since Beckham joined the league, it's been summed up by three things new teams, big name players, and soccer specific stadiums.、Uh, the, the growth has been huge, and the le- league has gone from 12 teams in 2006 to 29 teams, as we said before. To put that into perspective, the first 10 years, we saw four teams join and two teams collapse. Since then, we've basically seen one team join every season. So every year, there's been one new team. すごくない毎年超お金持ちが1チーム作って、はい、僕たち今年頑張りますっていう感じでしょ。Uh, yeah, and <笑> the, the way the MLS is set up, which we're going to talk about next week, is very strange. In,、うん、owners don't own the team, the league owns the team, and the owners pay the league to manage、ね、that team. そうだよね。参加料みたいな感じだよね。そのお金を払ってオーナーにさせてくださいっていう感じだよね。That's right. So we'll talk about that in detail next week. But since Toronto FC were added in 2007, this is how it's grown. In 2008, San Jose Earthquakes. 2009, Seattle Sounders. 2010, Philadelphia Union. 2011, Portland Timbers and Vancouver Whitecaps, the second Canadian team. 2012, Montreal Impact, third Canadian team. 2014, Chivas USA was shut down. They left、うん、the league. ここだよね。終わったって言ったのね。うん、yep. 2015, Orlando City and New York City. Joined and New York City, one of the biggest teams linked to Manchester City.、Mm. 2017, Atlanta United and Minnesota United. 2019, Los Angeles FC. 2020, Nashville and Inter Miami, which is Beckham's team. 2021, Austin FC. 2022, Charlotte FC. 2023, St. Louis City. And as we said before, 2025, San Diego FC. So just crazy amount of growth since 2008. 15年から結構恐ろしいですね。もう今やビッグクラブになりつつあるクラブがどんどんできているので、まだ10年経ってないうちで。うん。うん。Yeah, you look at Los Angeles FC、うん、was only four years ago they were added. ね。And they're huge. <笑> like that Los Angeles Derby is massive. この間8万人入ってたよね。LA Galaxy と LAFC のゲームは。これが一番僕の、ね、Four years. これ結構言ってると思うんで。Traffic Derby でしょ
That's right, El Trafico. Yeah. El Trafico, ね。渋滞ダービーって言われてるらしいんですけど、これを見に行きたいんです、僕。But they're not stopping there as well. There's also Las Vegas and Phoenix、uh, looking to join the league in the future. So it's just going to keep growing. And we're going to talk about some of the weird things and the problems that come with this growth as well next week and the way that ownership works.、Mm. Recently, as we've spoken about this year, I think on one of our streaming episodes, we talked about Apple TV and how the MLS is now available on Apple TV to watch. And they agreed a 10 year, $2.5 billion deal for all games to be broadcast. Which works out at $250 million per year. J リーグもね、昨日もう一回調べてみたんですけど、2023年から33年まで、11年間で2395年、まあ、これを1年間にすると、年間218億円になって、さっきのね、トミーが言った数字は、MLS はね、350億円なので、まあ、これ、J リーグよりね、放映権利を今も取,られ取ってるんですよね。だから、リーグとしてもかなりビジネス的にも成功してるなという感じですね。うん Um, apparently, the previous deal for the MLS was $90 million per year. So you've more than doubled that going to Apple.、Uh, and I think Apple obviously knew Messi was coming. They, they must have known that that deal was happening. And so a great time for them to start showing the league. Kino sa, T4 no YouTube no bang, we meet it on the kedo. Ya pari ne, America te, Premier League, do nichi no asa ni mire run datte, gozen chu. Yep. Da sore ga, jibun tachi no. そのリーグと被らないっていうのもか,かなりまず大きいし朝見てさらにもう一回スポーツ観戦ができるっていうのはこのね若者の支持がかなり増えてて、まあ、プレーする人口も増えてるし若者でサッカーに興味があるっていう人口が増えてるっていうのは、まあ、それは結構やっぱり大きなところかなって思いますね。I think it definitely helps, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can have a full Saturday of football, which is great. Also for us to watch the MLS here, it's actually great too because it's for us in Japan. It's in the morning. I think 9 a.m. Sunday mornings, you can watch many games、so. on Apple TV. It's really convenient to watch on a, on a Sunday morning. Although I agree with you, it's so much easier to get involved in, particularly the Premier League.、Mm. It, they don't clash here. You can watch both leagues easily. So, MLS is in an extremely healthy position right now. In 2022, the average attendance was over 21,000, which makes it the third highest attend, attended sport of any sports league in America. Behind American football and baseball. So there's more fans watching football than basketball, hockey, lacrosse, all of those other things. Now, that's a little bit misleading because basketball and hockey are played in arenas, which are smaller than stadiums,、mm. but it's still great. It's still, I mean, 21,000 average is very, very good.、Uh, and that also makes it the seventh highest attended professional soccer league in the whole world. なんか日本にいるとさ NFL の存在がどれだけでかいかっていうのがあんまり想像できないと思うんだけどおそらくもう完全にあれでしょ一番トップなスポーツでしょアメリカに。100%、uh, absolutely yeah yeah その次は college American football <笑>ああ<ー笑> yeah at least in certain states it depends on where, where you live like down in the south college football is actually bigger than the professional football うんうん so NFL's Second to college football in some places. Ah, so. Like Texas, I think is, college football is number one.、Uh... But basically, yeah, American football is just everywhere. Turn on the sport, turn on the news. American football is always on TV.、Oh. Yeah, it's very big. And then, yeah, baseball is probably not too far away, I'd say. Very popular as well, obviously. Uh, uh, uh. まあそこが多分
なかなか想像できないなっていうと多分おそらく外国人にしたら日本のあのさ甲子園高校生たちがさ野球する試合に満員に甲子園が5万人になるっていうのもあれもなかなか想像できないんだけどまだそれ以上なんだなっていうのね。That's a good comparison but also that baseball is only for one month whereas the NFL is basically eight months and then even in the off season it's still all they talk about so yeah it's all year round. 面白いね。オーストラリアの人はさやっぱりアメリカのこうスポーツとか気にする人多いの Yeah, definitely, yes. Lately, basketball has become very, very popular. あ、そう。Yeah.、Mm. But yeah, we have a big American influence in all of our culture. TV, movies, music, food. Yeah, very American influence. まあ違うスポーツ見に行ってみたいっていうのはね、ちょっと来年の目標です、僕。So I'm going to America in April.、Uh, so I'll hopefully catch a game.、Mm. I'm going over for work, so that would be good. ニューヨーク West Coast, like Seattle.、Oh. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I, we should go and catch a game. Maybe you can come on over.、Um, ね、so that ends our episode on the history of Major League Soccer. As we said, it's a two part thing this week. We're going to do next week as well, talking about the structure, how Major League Soccer works, because there are still some weird things about it that we'd like to cover as well. So hopefully, you learned a lot about the history of MLS. Maybe it made you want to watch it more. Definitely go and check out some of the videos on our website, some of the strange things. And if you have any comments, we'd love to hear from you,、uh, especially if you've been, if you live in America, if you've been to a game. I know we even have some players in America that listen to the podcast too. So we'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts or feedback. In Japan, there are news about the 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 news. えー、体験してみたいことなんてメールいただいたら嬉しいと思います。サッカーと英語、ポッドキャストと調べていただけると、Google で上の方に来ると思います。ウェブサイトの各放送の下の方にですね、メールできるコメント欄がありますので、そちらからお便りなどお待ちしております。それではまた来週です。バイフォーナウ。